All right. We got it going. All right. We ready to go? Good. Matt, thank you for coming to the pit, my man. Yeah, appreciate having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you're a busy guy. Um, you and your partner, John, couldn't be with us tonight. He's helping his community, so yeah. kudos to him. Yeah. You guys uh, have 31 Jersey Mikes, another seven uh, in the mill. That That's pretty impressive, man. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, and I appreciate you having me on tonight. But, uh, yeah, so John and I, uh, my business partner, uh, started doing this uh, about 11 years ago now. And uh, we had two stores to start with that John had had already. And now uh, it took us about... Ten and a half years to get to 31. Uh, we just try to continue to grow and provide opportunity for our people and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been that's, fun. That, that's crazy growth. You know, yeah. Ten years to, to to put 31 stores, really 38. Yeah. Yeah. In, in in motion. You know, how did you guys visualize that, or did you even visualize yourself having this many? Yeah, I think we did. We we always kind of visualized having a lot of stores. Uh, I don't know if we ever put a number on it. Um, but I think what we learned and kind of the biggest thing that has helped our growth is, I don't know if you ever heard of that Zig Ziglar quote, but you don't build business, you build people and people build yeah. business. And I think once we really kind of learned that and took that to heart, our people just kind of ran with it. We have awesome, awesome, awesome people, young, great guys and girls that want to grow with us. I want to take this thing and run. So, uh, you know, they've really have, have built this, you know, just as much as anyone. So. And, and you really can't do it without the people as you want to scale, as you know. Yeah. And that's been Peter and I think Jersey Mike's way yeah. is to build within, um, really promote within. Yeah. And obviously Jersey Mike's as a whole is a rare franchise. I think last time I had seen, I should have did a little bit more homework. I think there's 2,700 total stores. Yeah, 2,700 in development or open. So actually, there's about 22 actually opened right now. There's another 500 that are being developed as we talk. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of stores. Where does where does Jersey Mike's as a brand rank in, in franchises of size? Yeah, so size, you know, they're definitely in the upper echelon, upper, uh, you know, the pack. But it's funny, I think probably more importantly than even size right now is uh, all these rankings that are coming out in, you know, different magazines and different publications and Jersey Mike's is like ranked number one or two or three or always top five in either fastest growing franchises or, you know, best franchise to be a part of and that kind of stuff. So um, it's funny. All the great, all the great benchmarks, any good exactly. franchise would want to have. Exactly. And I, I don't think Peter ever put a huge number on it. He was more about quality and making sure the people on this team, you know, had opportunity and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I don't want to get too deep into his story. Yeah, sure. Hoping one day he comes on the fireside. That's and, right, man. Let's get him on. We're right in Point Pleasant. We're, we're right, right down the block. I love it. Your store is, uh, you know, less than a mile from me. That's right. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about John at first. You told yeah. me an interesting story right before we got on, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And as a kid who was willing to chew through concrete to get to a, a, a level of success I can provide for my family like I have, yeah. I, I was really willing to do anything. I cold called for 100, uh, 100 people a day yeah. you yeah. Know, for health insurance yeah. to get into the business owner. And that was brutal, as you can imagine. Yeah. John was working at Manasquan Country Club, yeah. if I'm correct, yep. as a caddy or he was assistant pro. He was assistant golf pro, yep. Assistant pro. 
and he went through the Rolodex yeah. of the members and picked up the phone and called Peter. Talk a little bit about what he had said to him and how yeah. Peter reacted. Yeah, so it was a really good story. You know, it was back in the time for those you know watching that remember a Rolodex. It wasn't on your cell phone or anything else. It was actually a piece of you know cardboard paper that you went through, and he found Peter's number. Uh, and he gave him a call and he said, you know, listen, I, I always wanted to open a Jersey Mike's. We'd love to sit down and talk. Uh, Peter very graciously, you know, met with him right away. And uh, Peter kind of said to him, um, not kind of, he said exactly this. He said, well, how many weeks, you, how many hours are you working in the golf shop? And John said, about 50. He said, good, you have another 40 that you could go work at the Jersey Mike's in Point and see if you like it. That's and a great response. A great response, exactly. <laughs> so uh, John took him up on it and was working 50 hours at the golf club and 40 hours at the store right here in Point. Uh, and just kind of took with it and, and ran with it after that. Yeah. Pe people don't realize like how hard it is. I'm building this little podcast. Yeah. And on top of you know running a small financial planning shop. Sure. And having a family. Yeah. It's because I want to get to that lifestyle I envision for myself. So it's really putting in, you know, you know, the practice, putting in the time, keep sure. chopping at that tree. Yep. And John was obviously working a ton then to try to have this grow to be what it is today. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just saying this. John happens to be my best friend and my business partner, but he's absolutely the hardest worker I know. He, yeah. No one works harder than him, man. So it's good to have a partner like that. It's rare. Yeah. And I talked about it with uh, Sean and Pat from Finns. I had yeah. those guys on. Um, to look at their partnership and friendship, um, there's not many people who have that. It's uh, yeah. that's something good that you guys no, have. I'm very blessed to have him for sure. So talking about you guys, you guys were playing basketball yeah. in Point Pleasant Beach is where you first met, right? Yeah, yeah. Back in uh, we graduated in '98 from Point Beach High School. I uh, had the pleasure of uh, playing for our high school basketball coach, Steve Zangle, is here tonight. And uh, the cigar man, we're gonna get cigar, on his podcast yeah, too. That's right. What's his podcast called? See, what's the name of your podcast? Lighten Up Live. Lighten Up Live. Lighten Up Live. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get on there one day, there one of go. these days. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so John and I met there. Uh, you were Brielle guy. John was also Brielle? John was uh, Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Yep. So uh, my parents sent me to, to Point Beach instead of Masquan. And Great school district. Yeah, they were they're awesome. It was, it was just fit me better, smaller school and, and all that stuff. And... Um, I made really good friends there. Still, some of my best friends to this day. And um, yeah, John, I've, and I I've seen you around before. Even when we met for the first time over at the country yeah. club, I was like, I've seen this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Seafood fest, all the events. Yeah, this guy's all the out stuff, the about. local stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. This guy's out and yeah. about. I didn't know what you did. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But uh, that's, that, that's funny. funny, man. I, I love to see that local business and to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping here with the yeah. podcast. This is all about spotlighting local business owners and their story mm -hmm. and showing anybody from any walk of life especially here in a concentrated area hey you could go obtain anything that you want to do yeah. these are guys local right where you live yeah and uh your story as well as john's is, is yeah. something that's awesome so again i, I really do appreciate you coming on no, and sharing thank you. that pleasure's mine so i want to talk about the jersey mike's model a little bit and, yeah. and kind of why you and john have continued to stay on that path of, you know, because obviously as you have success, you guys can go and dip off into many different franchises once sure. you have the capital. What has held you guys, I shouldn't say held, but what has made you guys stay here on this path Yeah, and continue to stay with Jersey Mike's? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, I'm, we're not doing an advertisement for Jersey Mike's, but it's just the truth mm -hmm. is 
the economics are there, right? So that that's number one. The, the economics have to be there. Numbers have to work. Um, but separate and apart from that is their values fit our values. Our mm -hmm. core our core values are everything to us in our company. We talk about them every day. We go over, over them every single meeting. That's kind of what we run our company by. Our five core values are everything to us. And they fit with Jersey Mike's. And I think, you know, to answer your question directly, we've been very lucky that a lot of different franchises have come to us and asked us to get involved with them and everything. And that's very flattering. But it's funny, every time we kind of would talk to anyone else or listen to their pitch or whatever, we always realized how good Jersey Mike's was. Yeah, the grass you know, is always the grass greener. grass is always greener, right? <laughs> and, it, and it's just funny coming to that realization that, you know, how good we have it. You You're know, in a good spot. We're just very, very blessed to be involved with them. Um, you know, the way they give back to the community, their people, uh, they just fit with us. And I think when that doesn't happen, that's kind of when problems happen. You know, you can, there's, there's a lot of franchises out there that make a lot of money and, and all that kind of stuff, but their people and their values don't fit with us. Not that they're wrong or right, just don't fit for us. Yeah, I, I totally understand that, man. And, yeah. And again, it's it's the reason why after we talked for a little while, I wanted to have you on. Yeah. Because it, it's everything's about what you believe in, and sure. I'm obviously a guy trying to get back to the community myself, Evan, our team. Yeah. Uh, this has cost us money out of our pocket. It's yeah. not we're not getting it's some amazing. huge sponsorship. You know, we're not sitting here. Yeah. You know, collecting affiliate fees or affiliate marketing. Yeah. It's just let me provide value, and because Evan and I are providing value. I know that it's going to come back no to us. No doubt about it. I'm I, a big believer in that. I, I get the chill saying that. I yeah. fully mean it. Yeah. And I could tell that Peter and Jersey Mike's and their thought process was and still is absolutely that. No doubt about it. Um, how many people do you guys have within your organization? Yeah, so uh, I name our company is J&B Foods, and we have right now about 500 employees. Um, you know, we have we're kind a of, lot of employees. Yeah, yeah. As we've kind of grown, you know, we've kind of gained a position so a little bit of an office staff right now nothing crazy like we have a director of marketing an hr person an assistant uh and then we have five kind of regional managers that we call our leadership team mm -hmm. uh, they're operating partners they own a percentage of all the stores now is that something that jersey mike's does in every one of their model that's how they get people to buy in yeah so they um they don't make you they recommend they it. offer it. They, they recommend it yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we do that. I think that's really important. Uh, I think that's how we've gotten really, really good people on our team. And like we talked about in the beginning, people are, is everything. It's not yeah. the only thing, it's everything. You know, I think when we first started and we were kind of learning and we made all the mistakes and everything else, uh, that was kind of the biggest mistake we made. We thought product was so important. And it was product, product, product. And that's important, right? You can't have a good business with a product, but it's really about the people. So we talk a lot about now is, we don't care if we're selling Legos or we're selling hardware. We don't care lumber, whatever it is. If we got the right people, you know, you can really have a positive impact on people's lives. PPP, people, process, product. That's right. Yeah. In that yeah. order as well. That's right. We've talked about that a couple times on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're running an organization, and I have realized this, I have the privilege of leaning on my partner, Mike Marino, who has uh, an admin staff of about. I'm pretty sure it's about six to 12 girls yeah um as well as other management within their organization yeah and we work together as a partnership yeah you know helping me run my small little firm right and i see the work that those admin staff do and that the management does and 
it's it's a lot. You know, yeah. if I were to actually grow my organization, if I wanted to continue down the finance path, yeah, it really scares me thinking about putting all of that management in place. Talk a little bit about that for the small business owner, because yeah. I think that's the hardest thing. Is yeah. how do I outsource? Yeah. How do I find the right resources? Yep. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, really good question. So. Again, I don't say this because I'm all-knowing. I say this because I paid the dummy tax already on it. Yeah. And uh, I think in the beginning, we were of the mindset of, you know, oh, we see all these other companies and people have assistants and there's director of this and director of that and all this kind of stuff. And we tried to bring in some people like our accounting department or whatever, and it just didn't work. So what we found works really, really well, especially for small business, is we outsource a lot of that stuff. So our bookkeeping is outsourced, our accounting is outsourced, payroll is outsourced, and you know it's, it's pretty. At is our that set, all virtual and digital? Uh, it is. It is. Yes. And is that through a? a and I don't, you don't have to give away your yeah, secret okay, sauce. Yeah. Um, again, I like to give nuggets on yeah, the show sure. for the people who are paying yeah. attention. I have listened. I think it's called uh, Rare Business Owners or something. It's a podcast I recently listened to. Okay. And it talks a lot about. Um, Upwork, yeah. virtual assistants, yeah. outsourcing the accounting. Yes. Are these larger entities that are using or you're using local people, you just don't get together with them? Yeah, some. So like our bookkeeping is a, a smaller local company. Um, our payroll is ADP, so it's yeah, you know, a larger yeah. company. Um, but it's just amazing with the software now mm -hmm. and it, you know the systems in place, it's, it's crazy. Like you almost don't even talk to anybody. The stuff just gets uploaded and sent. So I think for the, that small business owner, you could do everything very, very cost effective now, and you don't need to have the staff. You're all, you're the staff. You don't need to have an accountant in house. Yeah. You don't need to have apparel in house. You know a lot of that stuff. And quite honestly, they do it better because that's all they do. So you know, like our our payroll, our bookkeeping company, they pay all of our bills. They do everything. They they take the bills in. So they, what? Would, so, yeah. so for me to be very honest, yeah. That makes me very uneasy. Yeah, you know, to to have someone understand the money I'm making, yep. or the money I'm not making that yep. month, or yeah. whatever it may be. And again, I'm all about being vulnerable and real. Sure, you know, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, how do you get over that hurdle? Yeah, it's a really good question, and we went through that, right? So I think initially, you know, you give them a little leash and a little leash, and you give them more information, more information, and eventually. You like to take it. Yeah, we share everything, right? Because we trust them more. Give them a little bit of leash, a little bit of leash. And now, honestly, they have everything. And if you have the right people on board, if you're not making what you want, they should help you get to where you want. Yeah. You know, and if, we are, if you're where you want, you're not worried about what, they, what yeah. they know. So I think that was, we went through a lot of people and we, you know, we interviewed a lot of different companies, a lot of different outsourcing vendors. And what we found is just that. If you have the right person, they're going to help you get where you want to go. And... If you get the right person, they've dealt with the person. They took that person that was me 10 years ago and took me to where I wanted to go already. Yeah. So I think that was important that they had experience growing with a business. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, to answer your question, it is not it's, easy to be involved. Like, yeah, they know. Or even if you are killing it, like you yeah. guys are doing obviously very well now. Yeah. It's it's uneasy that people know the sure. type of revenues that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's kinda, a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, But needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we... We had to kind of get comfortable with it, and we kind of take a little bit of the other spin on that. What you just said, like we're pretty much open book. So like yeah. our operating partners, our general managers, they get our exact P and L mm -hmm. every single month. 
So we get a PL, the PL I see, they don't see what John and I make exactly. Yeah. But they get the PL of exactly everything in the store, just as I would look at it. So you're talking about your operating partner. So that's the person running the organization, wherever the location may be. Yeah. And, and then we, so we have a general manager for each store and then an operating partner. And the operating that partner. That, they oversee multiple stores. He's the one that has a piece of that store. Correct. In your model. Correct. Yep. And we're working on coming up with a model for general managers to buy in as we're getting a little bigger. That's kind of our next step where we want to get to. But yeah, we're, we're really open book with that. I think that's changed kind of the way we operate because people trust us more. Yeah. Because they know, look, here's what it is. Like if your store does well, we want them to do well. Yeah, we, we're, we all win together. Exactly. And I think that's a, that's a hard thing. You know, you go into business and you're like, you know, I'm looking to provide for my family the way I thought I could. Sure. I want the cars or yeah. vacations, whatever drives you. Yeah. Um, but you got to share with your people no if you're going to keep growing. It. No doubt about it. Yeah, you got to give back. We, everybody's got to grow with you for sure. Where are your locations all? What, what states are you in? Yeah, so we have uh, 27 stores that are all in New Jersey, and then we have four stores in Florida. Um, and like I said, we're opening uh, another seven stores. Five of those will be in Florida this year, and two of them will be in New Jersey. Damn, a, a big emphasis <coughs> on Florida. Can yeah. I ask you, is it is it because that's a free state? Yeah, no, I mean, really, quite honest, why we went there is... Uh, Jersey was kind of tapped out. There were so many Jersey Mikes. There was really no more territory to go. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't see a Jersey Mikes in, in your particular area, if it's an area you want to go, it's probably taken. What about Long Island? My in-laws, we were talking about you. So they're putting stores out there. They're, they're, if someone has the territory already, they're opening it, a lot of stores out there. Yeah. My father-in-law said he went out and got a sub. He, he thought it was very good. Yeah. Somewhere close to Wanta, where I was saying they, yeah. they live. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. They're growing aggressively out there. So that's kind of what pushed us to Florida was there was an open territory. We could open like 10 stores. Our top, one of our top guys has been with us since he's 15. Um, moved down there with his wife, three kids. And he's since got, he was 15 years old, he yeah. was working in your store. What store yeah. was that? Uh, in Manoka Road in Brick. Do you mind sharing his name? No, yeah, out? Jeff Palmer. Yeah, I would love to give him a shout out. Jeff Palmer. Dude, shout out to Jeff. He did being an unbelievable loyal. job. Uh, yeah, he's down in the stores now. He has... You know, a large percentage ownership in those stores and all the stores down there, and he's kind of growing it down there. That, that's that's a really cool story, and I think a lot of times people think if I want to go work for someone, they get a little bit of this entitled yeah. um, attitude. In my opinion, yeah, uh, yeah humble opinion, yeah. whatever it, it, it costs, yeah. probably a nickel only. But I, I think that if people put in work, you don't have to just be a business owner, yeah. right? I want to be a business owner. You yeah. may want to be a business owner, yeah. but you can grow within an organization that has leaders like you and John who want to share in the success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, what we kind of pride ourselves on from day one is we want to grow the business. So we provide opportunity for anybody that wants to be a part of our organization. So if you're a high school kid that just wants to get through high school or through college, just to get some money to pay for gas or buy a car, or if you're that person that wants to own your own store one day, we have like eight people that we've helped leave and go open up their own Jersey Mike stores. That's great. Talk it, about that real quick. Yeah. That's a great nugget piece, right? So a lot of times when you have someone that is obviously that good yeah. and they can go open their own store and yeah. run their own organization, how do you let that guy or girl go? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's really important that, look, that person's going to leave anyway if that's what they yeah. want to do, right? Yeah. So we, we have a saying, we want to make our goals... Your goals, our goals. So if somebody's goals open up their own store, we want to help them get there. And there's a lot of people that they don't want to have their own store, deal with the stress and the headache. Yeah. They want to be a general manager. They want to be a regional manager because they have a steady paycheck and they don't want to worry about you know people not showing up to work, this, that, and the other thing. 
Um, they'd rather just be an employee rather than owner, and that's fine. We want to be able to provide that. But if there's people that want to open their own business and take that risk and everything else, we want to be able to help them too. So we've had quite a few people that we've kind of that said from the beginning, look, this is what I want to do, and we've kind of helped them do that. It's so obvious why you guys have 38 stores. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, that. dude, honestly, and again, this is all about spotlighting good people, and you guys are doing it right. I appreciate that. Thank um, you. Florida, talking about your locations, and we jumped around a little bit. That's yeah. my ADD. Don't mind me. That's all right. I the um, same thing. <laughs> I think you needed to be in business. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> squirrel. <Yeah. laughs> the one time we're sitting here, and uh, Greg from Port Coffee, if you haven't tried it, great dude. You got to get over okay. there. Right in Bayhead on 35. Awesome. He's a doctor. Okay. And he's like, you know, he's been working on feed as a podiatrist, and he's like, I need to go do something I love. And he fell in love with roasting beans. Wow. And uh, anyway, we're sitting here and I'm interviewing him and all of a sudden it starts snowing. It was the first snow that we had while on the set. No way. I was like, it's snowing? And he was in the middle of like a really serious <laughs> I was like, I was like, snow? Is it snowing? And he's like, what? Snow? No, I think it's the ash. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like the awesome. best. Evan clipped it out. He's like, there's your ADD. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So emphasis on Florida. Yeah. Why, why Florida? Yeah, so uh, there was a nice open territory where we could sign for like 10 stores. Uh, you know, we knew we wanted to provide opportunity, you know, for Jeff and his family and uh, his, his wife and him were willing to do it. So uh, kind of the opportunity presented itself where, again, we had a 10-store territory and he was able to do it, so we kind of... Is that how it works? you got to buy blocks of 10 if you move? Uh, no, you don't have... Like, back in the day, you used to do stuff like that. Now it's more like one one off, but we bought 10 of those. Mm -hmm. So kind of to start the territory off, and uh, that was kind of the number economically that we needed to get to, you know, to have Jeff be able to support himself and his family. And for us... It has to all make sense. It has to make sense for everybody, right, for sure. So, I, you know, I like to get into... You know, a little bit of the knowledge base and, and raising yeah. money and, sure. um, you know, to expand the way that you have. Yeah. What I have realized as a business owner, you can hop on the opportunity, but sometimes there's just, you know, there's no capital there. Sure. You just run into the wall. That's right. So as you guys are seeing, this is a model, especially starting for you 10 and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need to pump some capital into this. Yeah, Talk sure. a little bit about what you guys did to come up with a solution for that. Yeah, yeah. So... This is not a recommendation. Don't do this. But what, what I did, I rated my 401k, maxed my credit cards, everything you shouldn't do, right, to start a business, I did. So don't do that. But that's kind of what got me started. That's how I got cash infused. I, first of all, I, I personally have to, I have to disagree. Okay. That 401k, in my yeah. humble opinion, and compliance probably get mad at me, yeah. but I want nuggets out there. You're going to be taxed at a higher rate, most likely in the future. I appreciate you saying that. You're, I feel better now. You're, you're going to take that money and you're going to create a, a much better future yeah. value on it. And you've been able to, you know, manipulate tax legally along the way. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. In the 401k, that's just locked up. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, man. You make me feel better. No, I really mean that. Yeah. I, I think 401ks were designed for, um, you know, I, I can't say too much because I get in trouble. I agree. But I hear you. I, I think that it's 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 wise that you did that. But, Thank you. But, Thank but, you. Keep going. I'm yeah. sorry. So, long story short, to again answer your question directly is, uh, we brought on a silo partner um, who's with us to this day. He's an incredible guy. He was the head golf pro uh, when John was the assistant. Uh, couldn't have been a better mentor to John and I. He's become an incredibly close friend. Um, but really, what he did is we leveraged his bank uh, account 
so we could borrow the money. Yeah. So he signed for us, and we were able to get a loan from, uh, from you know, So SBA you did it on loan. margin. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of did that a bunch of times until we had our own capital. We had, we brought on some more silent partners just to get, because we grew so quickly to get more cash infused. Uh, we bought a lot of those guys out once we were kind of up and running. Uh, those guys were happy. They got a great, you know, they got a great multiple. Uh, we were happy because we got the equity back. Um, and now, again, we have one silent partner who's an incredible guy, really great manager to us, huge part of the company. Um, and he puts in some cash and helps us get, you know, we get some bank loans and put a little bit of cash in ourselves. So, You guys brought on a silent partner because obviously you needed that injection of capital. Yeah. So one of my, my best mentors, Chris Drake, has always told me the solution is always more money supply. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because if you think about... Um, money working in a schematic on a model of how you're trying to grow an organization. Yeah. I know that may sound confusing. No, yeah. But it. you need it to, to be constantly. You need it to be in motion. Sure. And sometimes it doesn't get to the next pipe of the schematic That's because, right. the, you know, the capital is dried up. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you go about seeking out someone who can help you with those types of things for the people who are paying attention to this? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, we're, we're very lucky. We, we started a relationship with a local community bank, Mass One Bank, uh, and I couldn't recommend that more to people as they start a business to develop a relationship with your banker. I think in this day and age, people hop around to different banks or just if, if you get a little bit better of a rate here or, or a perk here. Yeah, they there, chase the rate of return. They chase the rate, and I think, you know, I don't think we knew it at the time. It was just kind of who we were, and we didn't know any better. We just developed a relationship with Masquan and the people there, and they have been so good to us. We're, they started with us when we had two stores, and they're still with us now that we're going to have you know 38 stores soon. So developing that relationship because I think, one, they know you, they get to know you as people, right, so they, they could trust you and, and with their money and everything else. But, two, they get to understand the business. So they yeah, become more comfortable the with the outs. Exactly. So they become very, very comfortable lending money in the business that they're comfortable with the people and the business. Mm -hmm. So... I always say a lot of people ask me, you know, capital, capital, capital. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's obviously everything to keep growing. Uh, and our way, and it really worked for us, is developing that relationship with a local bank. And it's a little harder to do with the bigger guys, I think. But when you can get with a local community bank that really cares and really is going to get to know you, you know, it could go a long way. It's funny you say that. I just switched over all my accounts to Manasquan. Yes, um, as did I. I think I did it probably three months ago. My account is a little bit smaller than yours probably. No, But no. I think they're happy to have me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they. I walk in there the other day right here in Bayhead, and there's yeah. three golden retrievers sitting there, awesome. and they're giving them treats. Like, yeah. just that feel. I, I will say, and not a knock at Manasquan, you know, obviously if you just – think logically they're behind a chase or bank of america technology wise sure sure um yeah. you know, when it comes to the apps and some of the online banking yeah. stuff yeah but the personal feel and thinking about the way that you're thinking building and growing a relationship with a local way bank, overcomes that stuff yeah it, it totally surpasses it absolutely no doubt about so it so shout out to manasquan bank no doubt about it shout out to manasquan bank so as, as you guys grew the business um where was like your exponential curve takeoff phase? So when money grows, it, it yeah. grows like this. Where were you guys kind of flatlining and having you know slow growth? Yeah. And then when did you jump? Really, what was the revenue range at? Yeah, really good question. So it was right about when we got to 
Uh, we signed us for a cluster of stores out in southern New Jersey. So we had two in Brick, Manoka Road and Brick Plaza. And we signed open five stores in southern New Jersey. There was no Jersey Mike's there at the time. Um, the brand didn't have much recognition. You know, literally people were coming up to us, what's Jersey Mike's, right? Which is like unheard of coming yeah. around this area. South Jersey, nobody knew it. So uh, once we kind of got the brand going, we got to like five stores. That's kind of when we really kind of our trajectory. What was your revs at that time? Yeah, our rev at that point, uh, you know, we we're probably about four million, five million at that point. Um, and you guys today are what about almost a forty million dollar? Yeah, we did uh, thirty six last year. We'll do hopefully about forty five this year. Um, and talk about being open with that, right? I think sometimes, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the yeah. conversation, you know. Talking about your revenues, I think that that inspires somebody who's either in your organization or somebody yeah. who wants to grow a franchise. Yeah, yeah. Talk about your, your willingness to share that. Yeah, good question. So the only reason, it's funny, when I first started this, the only reason I'm comfortable is because somebody else shared with me. Like I had mentors and people, business owners that I met that said, this is what my store does and this is how you have to make it profitable and this is what the profitable number is. and this is where your food costs need to be, and this is where your labor needs to be, and this is the revenue that a really good store does, and if you do this revenue, you're in trouble, and if you do this revenue, you're good. So I had people that were really open and honest with me and weren't afraid to share their numbers. Um, so do I run around and tell the whole world what No, you're are? not that type of guy. No, yeah. but like when we're talking business, if it can help somebody, yeah, I have no problem sharing sharing our numbers and, and that kind of stuff. So and, that, and that's that's real revenues. So talk about the partnership now. Yeah, you know, you and John probably, in my guesstimation, and we didn't even talk about this uh, over cigars or earlier. Yeah, what is the role uh, of each of you? Yeah. I'm sure that you guys play different roles. Yep, yep, yep. Good question. So John really takes care of all the operations, which is obviously you know for 31 stores a huge undertaking. So he oversees all kind of the in-store stuff. I really kind of take care of all the outside stuff. So primarily the real estate, the marketing, kind of the growth side of the company, and John oversees the operation. So so we didn't get into it too much, but yeah. you went to college, small school out in PA, yep. and then you went back to Seton Hall to get your law degree. Correct. So naturally, that's probably a good fit for you, dealing yeah. with the real estate, the leases, yeah. understanding kind of the law jargon side of things. Yeah, yeah, that has helped a lot. I, I, I hated practicing law. No offense to any of the lawyers out there. Uh, it just it wasn't for me. Um, you know, but I, I never regret doing it because all that stuff I learned, you know, throughout the, you know, the way is really applicable what now. Is, what is the most applicable thing? What is the most important thing? Yeah, so it's funny. When you, when you ask somebody what is the biggest thing you learned in law school, I don't think you ever, it's, you're never going to remember facts because you're always just cramming information. Yeah, it's so, so much. Do you understand the law? Yes, but it creates a way of thinking. So I think if you ask any lawyer, that's always the first thing they say. Yeah. I learned how to think differently. But what, what, in what way? Is it more analytical, analytical? More analytical. So, you know, like before I went to law school, I would look at a deal in a much different way than I look at it now. Like right away, my brain, if I look at a deal, it goes to details and what could go wrong and what are the positives, what are the negatives. Mm -hmm. Like I automatically a start critically it. thinking. Exactly. Immediately. Yeah. Whereas before I went to law school, maybe I was looking at a deal and say, wow, that could make a lot of money. 
you know what I mean? And that would be it. Whereas now I'm like, okay, this, this, that, and the other thing. And I just, I kind of go down my checklist in my head. So it does change the way you think, whether you want to or which, not. Which is, which is huge. And, you know, it's the same thing when, when it comes to money. Sure. You, know, you have to be critically thinking about how I want to set this up. Where is this going to sure. take me? What's the problems I can run into? That's right. What's the hurdles? So what, what really gravitated John towards the operational side? What's in his personality? We don't have him here today, but yeah. what in his personality has him succeed and thrive within that? Yeah, I, I think he's just um, two things. He, he's really, he loves coaching, right? And when you're in operations and you're training people, you're really just coaching them, yeah. right? So he's a really, really good people person. Great leader. And he's a great leader and he's really detailed. Mm -hmm. So those two things, when you're a great coach and, and really detailed, you're going to be great at operations. So like he, and he still amazes me to this day, he can walk in the store and he starts training people, literally take one step this way instead of two steps that way. Like literally we're running a 1,200 square foot sub shop. And are you, now if you're being honest, are yeah. you going like, yeah, he knows that yeah. all the time. That would be me. I'm, like, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm hanging out the Apache yeah. in the helicopter view. That's I, I, me. And yeah. he knows that. And I think that's why we make such good partners. Because when I'm like, I want to do X, Y, and Z, he looks at me like, Dude, you going to get us there? And I'm like, yeah, we'll get there. And then when he starts talking about one step this way or saving one penny by doing this, I'm like, you take care of that, man. You know. Yeah. So I think that is the biggest thing that's kept us partners. Is the devil is in the details. No though. doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I think knowing that each of us have our strengths and weaknesses and we're both comfortable that my strengths are his weakness and his weaknesses are my strength. And just being kind of, I think uh, – I don't know if humble is the right word or whatever it is. Transparent, but honest. Transparent, honest, and comfortable with it. Yeah. I think that has really made our partnership so great. And obviously, guys, you have 38 stores yeah. in, in entirety. You both are married with kids. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I do like to dip a little bit into the family yeah, life. Yeah, sure. Um, we will get back to business, but talk about how you juggle all that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, that's a struggle, right, every, every day, but I, I think – what I've, what I've learned the most is work-life balance is just a myth. There's no such thing as work-life balance. I think counterbalance. A better, I think what a counterbalance or a better way what we talk about is work, like with our team is work-life presence. Your friend's back. Hey, what's up, Hudson? Shout out to Hudson. Great dog. <laughs> so when you have work-life presence, you know, look, there's going to be a time where you're with your family on vacation, right, and you're with them all week. You're not in the business, right? And there's going to be time when you've got to be in the business 24-7 because the business calls for it and your family is going to suffer a little bit. So I think what we talk a lot and we really strive to get is that work-life presence. When we're home, we're present. The phone's away. There's no work being done. Conscient of my wife, who's been incredible backbone to this whole thing. My Shout kids, out to the wives. My wife, Shout Kelly out to the too. wives for sure. There's no way I'm sitting here today. No way we grow the business without her. Uh, you know, she lets me stay late at work and, you know, she doesn't bust my chops about coming on late or being away for Because work. you guys have a vision together. And I yeah, think that's for sure. important for a lot of small business owners. For sure. You know, my wife and I, she'll probably say I get cranky at times because yeah. I've been running, right? Like yeah, I said, I'm, sure. I'm running a full-time business doing this, yeah. which has become almost a second, you know, full-time job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's, it's being... Um, Open, honest, and again, sharing in that vision together no that you guys have it. as a family. No doubt about it. We recently went to Vermont a quick weekend, her and I, for our anniversary. Yeah. And we said we're going to buy a house up here. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. You know, we want to have a secondary house, our home, our son and, and or our daughter. We have another kid on the way. Yeah, congratulations. That, uh, thank you. 
that can enjoy the mountain life. No doubt uh, about we it. We enjoy it. We both have Kelly's an avid snowboarder. So I think sharing in the vision helps. You're 100% you're right. And look, I'm, we're very blessed. My wife can stay home with the kids. And I'm not just saying this to suck up with, to her, but that's the hardest job you can have, it's man. It's so hard. I love my kids more than anything in the world, but I, I think it's easier running 50 stores than it is making sure you're taking care of kids all day long. 100%. So, yeah, my so. wife is so much more patient than I am. Oh, man, you're not kidding. I don't know how they do it. But and I they, love my son today. Yeah, I swear. I like two hours, day. I'm like, tap out. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> do you ever read The One Thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, One of my so favorite he, books. So he talks about counterbalance. That's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And that's so true for me because I'm the type of guy I get hyper-focused. Yes. Right? So I, yes. I go run in this lane and I talk about doing sprints. That's right. And, and again, I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast and I really got to do the research. But there was a book I read on the beach up here in Bayhead at 10 years ago. And the guy's philosophy was I go run for three weeks, yeah. I go vacation for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm the most creative. Evan can attest to this. When I'm away in the mountains, whether it be the Catskills or Colorado or whatever, yeah. I, I'm able. I'm just firing at them. I'm just texting yeah. them. Here, this is idea for the podcast. This yeah. idea. This idea. Absolutely. So I'm a big proponent of of sprints and counterbalance. No doubt about it. I was I was at a leadership conference about two years ago. Dan Cathy, who's uh, runs Chick Fil A now, uh, he was telling us, and I love this idea. He goes away every single year. I think he goes away for like four days by himself. He literally goes anywhere in the world, gets a, a nice hotel, big room, and he just has like his own little retreat by himself. Yeah, relax. And he said exactly what you said. He gets kind of his best ideas come from that. It's so true. Just being on his own and kind of thinking through things. And It's weird. Yeah, it's it really is. Weird. I think a few years ago I really noticed that. We were in Lake Placid, um, and it was just it just was snowing. I was looking at like dump trucks plowing the ice. I'm yeah. just thinking to myself like, that's so crazy in the, in the beautiful Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just like, man, I, I am so productive here, no doubt but about relaxed. It. That's right. Uh, I think that's an important thing business owners should do yeah. more often. Yeah, I don't. I think, and it's funny, when, when you take a step back, because we don't do it, where you just sit and think. Yep. You know, and I, I've been really working on that a lot, honestly, since I've kind of been learning about this. But we don't just, like, you feel weird when you're just sitting there thinking. You know, you got to take care of you. You do, no doubt about it. You got to take care of you, and yeah. you got to take care of your family. Sure. And uh, it's something that, again, I, I think every business owner should practice more. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, where do you guys want to take this? You know, you're doing 36 million uh, of revs. You have 500 employees. Where does this go? And do you guys see yourself venturing outside of Jersey Mike's model? Not that you obviously dislike yeah, it, but yeah. you got to diversify. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Jersey Mike's has been so good to us. Uh, and uh, they've been loyal to us, and we're it's just in our DNA. I think we're really loyal to them. But I think kind of where we want to take it, you know, I don't mean to say it's just to come out the wrong way, but you know, we have thirty, you know, thirty-one stores, soon to be thirty-eight stores, and our families are taken care of. John and I are so blessed; we can do a lot of things that we want to do for our family and provide and all that stuff. And I think we're at the point now what really gets us up in the morning is being able to provide that for other people in our team. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, seeing Jeff move down to Florida and being ready to buy his own house based off of what we're doing or seeing our team get married and support their families off of what we're doing and buying houses. It's your tribe. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's our tribe. So that's what kind of gets us going and want to grow more. Because look, if you don't grow, you can't provide more opportunity for yeah. people. So that is really what's kind of keeping us going is like seeing our team grow and support their family off of what we're doing 
that's like I get chills just, yeah. just thinking about it, talking about it. So again, we've been blessed with a lot of things. Uh, so what we want to make sure other people are blessed. Fifty million in revs, seventy million in revs. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, we would love. We would love to get to that seventy number. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think we we talk about BHAG, Big Harry, audacious goal. Yeah. We always said a hundred stores. Yeah. That was you know we never put a count on it, but if you push this in. We had a little retreat down in Atlantic City with our leadership team. We met all day, and that came out. Everybody kind of threw out what their big, huge goals, kind of like goal that scares you a little bit. Yeah. When you said it, even when I just said it, I was like, ooh, did I just say that? Yeah. That it's would great, probably though. be the goal, 100 stores, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What are some other things that, you know, you personally, you know, want to try to achieve uh, outside of Jersey yeah. Mike's and, and your organization yeah, as a business owner. Yeah, as a business owner, I mean, we always have talked about from day one. John and I were wanting to get into real estate. And we're starting to do that a little bit, looking at some of the centers we're in, or maybe looking at apartment buildings. But that was always the goal to to get into real estate. And I think we're kind of at the point where we're going to start doing that in this next year or two here. Um, so that's really kind of the, been the push, other than Jersey Mike's. Um, is really to get into real estate. It's, 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 it's only wise. I mean, it's, it's great to have these stores. Yeah. And Jersey Mike's is a brand that doesn't seem like it's going anywhere yeah. anytime soon. Um, but it's always wise just to hedge yourself and yeah, get into other, so. uh, what I call buckets. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a cool thing. I know a lot of guys in real estate that, that do it at a pretty high level. So okay. if you ever yeah. want to chat with yeah, them, Yeah, man, have to pick their brain for sure. Yeah, multifamily guys. Yeah. Uh, Jay Koopman's one of the guys we're going to have on soon. I, I think he's got about... 250 million wow. worth of multifamilies, apartment buildings. No way. Yeah. In uh, Jersey or? North Jersey and PA. Okay. Yeah, it's a cap I got to listen to that one. Yeah, we're going to have him on. Jay's a character. Okay. He's a freaking character. All right. We could sit and have cigars and some drinks and, oh, you talk about stories. Ah, uh, it's awesome. Okay. Uh, I got to listen to that one. That's on my calendar. Super intelligent guy. So, as I, you know, wind this down, I like to, you know, get a, a couple good questions out to try to dig yeah. some more nuggets. Sure. So, Matt, coming out of Point Pleasant Beach, yeah. going to college, coming out of law school, local guy. If you could think back to one thing that you feel a young business owner or somebody looking to become a business owner should fixate on, what would that be? People. It's a thousand percent about people. Um, I mean, there was times when we were growing, we first started, that our managers were making more money than we were and just keep buying into that vision, take care of people, take care of people, and your business is gonna grow. Mm -hmm. And because when you take care of your people, the best product's gonna go out, customers are gonna be taken care of, all the good stuff that you want to happen will happen. It's just focus on the best people and you're gonna continue to grow. How does a young business do that, a business owner do that, that's you know, maybe starting out with 100 grand only or yeah. 50 grand only? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, when I say about people, it doesn't have to just be about paying them. Yeah, could be relationships in the community. Exactly. Strategic partners. Exactly, relationships or you know, the fact that I really, I really get to know my people, that I know that, hey, this general manager's going through some hardship because his son has X, Y, and Z. He knows I really care about him and I'm gonna help him. Maybe I show up at the kids' play or I show up at their son's graduation. It's not just about money. Money helps, of course, and it's, it's needed. I'm not so naive to that fact, but really getting to know your people and knowing, let them know that you care about them and showing them that you care about them. Yeah goes way longer way so you know even our high school kids that i know that they had a big basketball game last night and he had 
X amount of points or he's nervous because he has a big test tomorrow. And that's hard to do when you're busy with 38 yeah, stores and a family at home. Yeah. So I think with that, now that we've grown, so when I was in the stores a lot, it was doing that stuff. And now I'm still doing that same stuff, but maybe I do it with the general managers and our regional managers. And yeah. I make sure to tell them, hey, make sure what I just did with you, you're doing with your people. So that's trickling down. Yeah. That's, that's again, building out the system and, yeah. and, and leveraging your, your money and, and people and time. Yeah. Um, you're a great local business owner. Thank you. But I, I like to have other business owners uh, get a shout out. Yeah. So if you can give me two other local businesses or franchise that you're a big fan of or love the owners or love how they operate, yeah. Um, what would they be? I would say I'm going to give a shout out to my assistant high school basketball coach, Rosie's Pizza out in Point Pleasant. He's killing it. Killing it. And then one of my best friends, Steve Zango, Los Coyotes Cigars. Right here, started, and his national brand. We're going to get on his podcast. I love it. You can get on his podcast, but he's got a national cigar brand. He didn't now, bring so. me a cigar tonight. <laughs> so I didn't like get the pizza or cigars. cigars. I don't know anybody who doesn't like either one of those. Yeah, those two. Rosie's and Los Coyotes. That's sure. awesome. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, no, thank 38 you 38 stores. You're, you're a very busy guy. Family thank at you. home. I think you put out a ton of great nuggets. We'll have a ton of good clips for the people to learn from. And Thank you. Uh, again, appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks good. for having me on. Absolutely.